1: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hey, everyone. My name's Jonathan, and I want to share my greatest fear in life. The fact is that I'm not scared either of the monsters, darkness, or even expulsion from school most in the world. My biggest fear is my little sister Gloria. She holds me and our middle brother Arthur at bay. I had a five-year age gap with Gloria, but this didn't stop her from becoming a leader in our family. I am not kidding. It seemed to me that she became the main member of our family from the first days of her life, and that's not an exaggeration. Judge for yourself. Before she was born, the whole family could sleep with pleasure until lunchtime and did not even think that the birth of my sister would change it. But Gloria had never woken up later than half past six in the morning, and it was her aim to not let anyone sleep longer than her. At first, we hoped that she would change and we would be able to make her follow our sleep schedules. After all, there were four of us against one little girl. No such luck. On the contrary, we had to get up with her at 6 a.m. again and again. In fact, she turned the whole family from night owls to the early risers. Also, since Gloria was born, she used to achieve her goal by any means necessary. For example, when Gloria wanted my donut, she did everything to get it. And it didn't matter for her that for this, she had to claw out my eyes or shout so lustily that even our neighbor's ears suffered. And if Gloria wanted to beat me or Arthur for some reason, the bruises and abrasions were a certainty. Besides, she didn't let anyone go until she noticed that that's enough. Parents usually said that Gloria fought to the last drop of her blood, and this was true. Now let's get more to the point. The fact is that for about five years, it was fun and amusing to watch a strong and invincible sister. But later, her behavior became somehow sad and scary. And the reason was that over time, she had more strength and better accuracy of blows. Besides, she became crueler and more hurting. I started to think that it was impossible to find common ground with her. I would never understand at what moment I could fall into the disgrace of Gloria. Her mood could change several times an hour and it was just terrible. For example, we could play her toys peacefully, sitting next to each other, and the next minute she would throw her dolls into my head. And all I could think of was to survive. Once, my mother's friend came to visit us with her daughter. This girl was Gloria's age mate. For some reason, the adults decided that it would be interesting for the girls to play together. But Arthur and I knew that this was not a good idea, and we were right. Just in 10 minutes after the start of the game, we heard screaming and crying, and then rushed into the girls' room. When we came in, we saw that Gloria was dragging her guest by the hair. At that, my sister kept saying that the girl would never dare to contradict her, and if Gloria said that she would play with this bear, then she would play with it. Nobody could pull my angry sister away from the poor guest. Gloria left the girl only when she decided that it was enough. That was such a shame. Damn, Gloria, why couldn't you be a normal kid? When my sister went to school, we fell into a new circle of hell. At school, Gloria became an absolute authority among the lower forms, and even boys were afraid of her. Gloria used to start fights, riots, and showdowns almost every day. As a result, her teacher tried to invite either me or Arthur and ask to talk to our sister so that she would not disrupt lessons and would not offend anyone. The teacher did not take into account the fact that we were also afraid of our sister and couldn't influence the situation at all. So we just used to come to Gloria and sit in silence for several minutes, then return to our classes and her teacher could not understand what was happening, why we didn't react to our sister's behavior. One day, Gloria's teacher said that if I didn't do something to Gloria right away, he would invite our parents to the principal to talk of expelling my sister from school. So I had no choice and was made to talk to her. No more than a minute had passed after I began to talk to Gloria, and she lashed out on me and shouted that I had no right to teach her how to live. I don't know where this little girl got so much strength, but she then beat me up very much. I know that, as a rule, boys are physically stronger than girls and so on. But the fact is that, firstly, boys should not hurt girls. And secondly, there is so much spirit in Gloria that I am sure that she cannot be defeated. In short, our parents were still asked to transfer my lively sister to another school, but this did not change anything in her character. Her classmates still complained about her, and the school administration dreamed of getting rid of the hooligan student. Arthur and I had nowhere to go, and we understood that we would have to endure her to adulthood. Sometimes, when my sister used to come home in a bad mood, she could start nagging me. I knew how it would end and just asked her to stop and go to another room. I could also leave myself, but it angered her even more. In those moments, she grabbed my t-shirt and asked why I was leaving her. She was just unbearable. Soon, Gloria started having problems with the police. My sister even passed mental disorder tests, but the doctors found no deviations. At that time, she was already 10 years old and the child services threatened to take her to a school for troubled teens constantly. We could not allow this, because we loved this little creature and just asked her to control herself. But it was like she didn't want to listen and kept offending people around her. Broken things, broken glasses, bruises, torn hair were just some of the complaints about Gloria. One of her classmates' mothers even called her a little monster and said that our family brought up a real tyrant. We could understand her feelings, but what could we do if we were victims of my sister's abuse ourselves? But one day Gloria and Arthur quarreled. Arthur took the pen from his sister without permission. When she noticed it, she started to beat him. Of course, personal belongings cannot be taken without permission, but Arthur's nose was broken for such a fault. And we had to take him to the hospital. Gloria remained at home. Parents were very angry with her and said that she would be deprived of pocket money and walks for a whole month. As it seemed to us, these threats affected her. Because when we returned home, she apologized to Arthur and said that she was very sorry and promised to become a better person. We couldn't hope that Gloria would change, but we were wrong. It's a paradox, but my sister changed. After Arthur's broken nose, by the age of 10, she developed empathy for people and stopped feeling like the center of the universe. Finally, she realized that others could also be hurt and offended. That people around her could also suffer and she just couldn't cause trouble for anyone for no reason. Since then, we have received no complaints from Gloria's school anymore. Her teachers could not understand what had happened to her. It seemed as she was quite a different person. She not only stopped offending other children and starting fights, but also began to protect the weak and put bullies in their place. As it turned out, we could not only fight and play survival with our sister, but also talk peacefully and even make friends. We started walking together and sharing secrets. Although I still cannot believe that Gloria has changed and a quiet life has begun in our family, nevertheless, we sincerely hope that she will remain a kind and sweet girl forever.
2: So there I was, minding my own business, cleaning the floors when Mr. Fancy Suit walked by and sneered at me. A janitor, huh? Is that the best you could do with your life? I smirked and replied, well, at least I'm not leaving messes for others to clean up. His words would fuel my journey to show them all just how wrong they were about me. Get ready, because this janitor is about to clean up. And I don't just mean the floors. It all started when I was working at this fancy bank, mopping the floors like it was nobody's business. The bank owner, Mr. Arrogant, approached me with a snobbish grin and said, it must be so sad being uneducated and having to settle for a job like this. I clenched my teeth and replied, well, at least I'm not a pompous jerk. But inside, I was fuming. You see, what Mr. Arrogant didn't know was that I had a brilliant mind and I wasn't gonna let his snide comments go unanswered. So I did what any self-respecting janitor with a vendetta would do, I planned a heist. And boy, was it a good one. With a little bit of research and a lot of hard work, I managed to break into the bank owner's vault, emptying it of its riches without leaving a single trace. And just like that, the smug bank owner got a taste of his own medicine. Who's uneducated now, huh? After successfully robbing the bank, I was enjoying my new wealth when Miss Fake It Till You Make It, a beauty influencer, decided to ridicule me for being a janitor. Her words stung, but it only fueled my desire to prove her wrong. So. I used some of my newfound fortune to create an eco-friendly, honest brand. And guess what? It exploded in popularity, making me even more famous than her. When she tried to score a sponsorship deal with my company, I just smirked. Sorry, we only work with genuine people. The satisfaction was indescribable. Life took a wild turn after that. Suddenly, I was living the high life, surrounded by gorgeous supermodels, attending VIP events and spending 100000 in a single night without even breaking a sweat. It was a far cry from my janitor days, and I couldn't help but enjoy the sweet taste of success. It's amazing how quickly things can change when you show those snobs who's boss. So this rich dude comes up to me, not realizing I was just dressed as a janitor for fun, missing my old simple lifestyle. He says, hey janitor boy, I bet you don't even know how to play poker tell you what, you can keep my house and my girlfriend, but if you lose, they're mine. I couldn't help but smirk at his arrogance. As we sat down to play, he kept trash-talking me, saying things like, you really think you stand a chance against me? I played poker with celebrities and you're just a janitor. I just smiled and replied, well, you know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. We played through the night, and just when he thought he had me cornered, I revealed my winning hand. His jaw dropped and I couldn't help but chuckle. Looks like I just cleaned up, I said with a grin. Instead of taking his money, I decided to take his girlfriend. She rolled her eyes at him and said, I always knew you were a lousy poker player. I'm happy to leave you for someone who knows how to play the game and how to treat people right. As we walked away, I revealed my true identity, leaving the rich guy stunned and humiliated. There I was, wearing my janitor outfit for a charity event I organized when I found a rich developer who planned to demolish my parents' house to build luxury homes. No way was I letting that happen. I pulled some strings, got involved with the decision-making process, and confronted the developer at a packed city council meeting. My parents' house is more than just a building. It's a home filled with memories and love, I told him, my voice loud and clear. The room went silent, and the developer stared at me, baffled. Who are you? he asked. Grinning, I replied, Just a janitor with a heart of gold. I turned to the crowd, my voice full of passion. Who here has a home they love? Who here has memories they cherish? Hands shot up all over the room. We can't let this developer take away what makes our city special. Our homes, our community, our memories. The crowd erupted in applause and people began sharing their stories of love, family, and the homes they held dear. The developer, realizing he was losing the battle, tried to argue his case. Think of the jobs, the economic boost, he shouted. I raised my hand to silence him. We can create jobs without sacrificing our homes and our past. We can build a better future together without forgetting where we come from. The entire city stood behind me and the developer had no choice but to back down. Money isn't everything. Sometimes even a janitor can save the day. One day I was dining at a fancy restaurant with my gold digger crush who didn't know about my newfound wealth. I decided to wear my old janitor uniform to see her reaction. As expected, she was all about the glamour, loudly shaming me for not affording the most expensive items on the menu. I played along, pretending to be hurt by her words, but the next day, I pulled up to her place in a brand new luxury car, dressed to the nines. She couldn't believe her eyes. Hey, remember when you shamed me for not affording the most expensive stuff at the restaurant? I asked, smirking. Well, guess who just made a fortune? Her jaw dropped, and she stammered. you But but how? I laughed. (laughs) Turns out even a janitor can strike it rich. As I drove away, I could see the regret in her eyes. Little did she know she'd missed out on a fantastic life with a guy who knew the true value of hard work and love. Karma had spoken, and I was loving every minute of it. One day, I was invited to a costume party at my friend's luxurious mansion. The theme was Humble Beginnings, where the attendees were supposed to dress up as someone from their past or a profession they'd done before. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to remind myself of where I came from. So I decided to dress up as a janitor, my old job. As I was helping clean up a spilled drink at the party, a group of spoiled party girls walked by, laughing and pointing at me. Look at this loser, pretending to be a janitor, one of them taunted. Ew, and what's with that cheap outfit, another added. I rolled my eyes and decided to have some fun with them. This cheap outfit you're making fun of is actually a limited edition designer shirt, I said smirking. They didn't believe me, so I challenged them to tear it off and see for themselves. As they reluctantly tugged at my shirt, they couldn't help but gasp at my toned abs. Wow, he's hot! One of them whispered to her friend, and when they saw the designer label, their faces turned red with embarrassment. This is worth thousands of dollars! one of them exclaimed. With a sly grin, I put my shirt back on and continued enjoying the party, leaving the girls in awe, their shallow judgments backfiring on them. They'd just learned a valuable lesson. Never judge a book by its cover and always be aware of the context behind people's actions. You won't believe this other crazy thing that happened to me. So, I was at this wild party and the host suddenly announces a bizarre challenge, sharing an enormous t-shirt with someone for 24 hours and who do I get paired with? my crush we wriggled into the t-shirt feeling all kinds of awkward well this is one way to break the ice i joked she giggled and our initial awkwardness started to fade we had some of the funniest moments of our lives that day picture this we were trying to squeeze through a doorway and got stuck right in the middle maybe if we twist like pretzels we'll make it she suggested as we began wiggling through the tight space or we could just moonwalk our way out i quipped and we both burst into laughter Despite the sticky situations, the 24 hour t-shirt challenge turned out to be a blast. It actually brought us closer than ever, transforming a potentially cringe-worthy experience into a hilarious, unforgettable memory. One day, I was walking around in my favorite vintage jacket, when a group of girls started to make fun of it. Hey! Nice jacket! Did you find it in the trash? They sneered. I shrugged off their comments, but before I could walk away, a stylish woman approached me. Oh my god! That jacket is to die for! I've been looking for one like this forever!" She gushed. I'll give you $2500 for it right now! The girl's jaws dropped, and they couldn't believe what they were hearing. I smirked, handing over the jacket, and walked away with a fat stack of cash. Another time, this gold digger I knew turned me down for a date just because my t-shirt had a tiny hole in it. Little did she know, it was a limited edition designer t-shirt worth $10,000. After I'd made the fortune and started living the high life, she came crawling back, full of regret. Oh, I didn't know you were so successful now. Maybe we could give it another shot? She suggested. But I just shook my head and smiled. Sorry, I only date people who appreciate me for who I am, not just my bank account. So thanks, but no thanks. I walked away, leaving her to wallow in her shallow choices. Sweet, sweet karma. As the years went by. I continued to embrace my newfound success while staying true to my roots. I never forgot the lessons I learned from my humble beginnings as a janitor, and I always made sure to treat others with kindness and respect, regardless of their social status. One day, I decided to host a grand charity event, inviting all the people I had encountered on my journey, the rich and the poor, the influential and the humble, and even those who had once mocked or underestimated me. As the event unfolded, I took the stage and addressed the crowd. Tonight, we celebrate not just my personal success, but the power of resilience and the human spirit. It's not about how much money you have or the designer clothes you wear. It's about the person you choose to be and the impact you have on others. The applause was deafening, and I could see the faces of those who had once belittled me, now filled with respect and admiration. That night, we raised a significant amount of money for charity, giving back to the community and helping those in need. As I looked around the room, I realized that I had achieved the most satisfying ending to my journey. I had not only overcome my own obstacles and found success, but I had also used my influence to make a real difference in the world. And that, my friends, is, is what true success and happiness are all about.
3: Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school, so sometimes I gave her compliments like, "Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, okay. Let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, (laughs) well that's easy, Miss Lopez, because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she (laughs) bursted out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind, but okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it. My annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me. I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend! And now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp! What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, You are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. (laughs) Oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. (laughs) When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style! It's an embarrassment! Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys sided with Miss Lopez and Whitney got so mad I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch. I can't, she's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do. But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby. You look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry. I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick? Of course I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Ms. Lopez to the ground and screamed. You should go to prison for the rest of your life! Stop it, Whitney. I'm 18. Ms. Lopez and I can do whatever we want. Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Ms. Lopez's hair again, and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. I'm breaking up with you. Ha! You lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug. But Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, chica. Then Ms. Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you, and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Ms. Lopez's car. The windows were smashed, and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men.
0: Hi, my name's Liam, and my story will blow you away. I grew up in an unsupportive home. My parents were always too busy to care for me, even though I was an only child. My dad was caught up in his job, and my mom was always busy with her social life. The only time they seem to take notice of me is when they tell me off. You won't go anywhere if you can't ace your tests! A B-plus is not enough! It's impossible for someone like you to get a good job if you stay like that! No matter how hard I tried, there's just no pleasing them. One time, I scored perfect on an important exam. The teacher and all my classmates praised me. I felt so happy I couldn't wait to let my parents know. Your parents must be so proud to have such a smart young boy like you. I felt a lump form in my throat. Yes, uh, they are. (laughs) That's all I've ever wanted. Maybe now, Mom and Dad will appreciate me at this time. As soon as the bell rang, I bid my friends goodbye and ran for the school doors with the biggest smile on my face. When I got home, Mom was on the phone and Dad was working on his laptop. I hurriedly announced the good news at the top of my lungs. Only one test? Stop shouting! Can't you see I'm talking to someone? Your dad's right. You need to do more than that. My heart sank. I'm sorry... I'll try to do better next time." (sighs) My head hung low as I slowly walked upstairs to my room. I didn't even touch my dinner that night. Holding back my tears, I swore to myself, one day, I'll show them, one day, I studied my butt off day and night. My friends were all worried about me every time they saw me. I looked so pale and thin as if I don't eat. Dark circles hugged my eyes, and I spoke too slow that girls avoided me. Oh, what is wrong with him? He looks like a zombie! I heard his parents don't take care of him. He must be losing his mind. Being stared at and ridiculed became a daily thing at school. Some kids would throw stones at me when I tried to eat lunch outside. I acted unbothered. I'd rather be embarrassed alone than have my friends get shamed just by sitting next to me in the cafeteria. Oh, It sure was a nightmare for me. I thought of rebelling, but I didn't want to prove my parents right. I continued working hard. Playing or having any sort of fun wasn't on my schedule. Only getting excellent grades filled my mind. It took a toll on me, though. My body got so weak it could no longer keep up with me started failing my studies. Mom found out and immediately told my dad. I got slapped in the face. I gave my best for nothing. It doesn't matter what I do. They won't ever treat me as their child. I wondered if I was a mistake. What if they didn't want to have me but had no other choice? I planned to run away. Summer came. Dad went on a business trip, and Mom was out of town. I packed my bag with clothes, food, and money I had saved up. I wasn't sure how long I could manage, but I was going to live in a different city and find a cheap place to stay for a few days. I'd find a job somehow and earn enough to get by. They probably won't even bother to look for me. I'll finally have the freedom I deserve. I made a note saying I wanted a two-month vacation in the countryside. I don't know if they'll buy it. All I know is they wouldn't worry as much as other normal parents would. I carried my bag and stepped out into the night. It was so quiet. I pulled my cap lower as I scanned the streets. No one was around, and I could tell the neighbors were all indoors with their lights on. I began walking quickly, looking straight ahead of me. It was only three blocks away from my house when I heard a sound. Psst. I looked to my left. There, under the faint glow of a nearby street lamp, a familiar face was looking at me. Where are you going, Liam? It was my best friend, Jill. I rushed over to her side, making sure no one could see us. Please, don't tell anyone. I'm going away for a while going where? for how long? I'm sorry. I, I I really can't tell you. She put a hand on my shoulder. You don't have to hide anything from me. You know you can trust me. I let out a big sigh. <sighs> All right. I'm moving to another town. I don't think I can take it anymore, Jill. Jill's my best friend. She understands me and knows exactly what I've been going through. Don't. I know a place where you can stay. Before I could say a word, she pulled me and half ran toward a cab coming in our direction. Are you mad? I whispered loudly as she waved to get the driver's attention. An hour later, we reached a dark road surrounded by trees. Jill asked the cab driver to stop. What the heck is this shady location? After we hopped off, I took a glance at my watch. It was 10 p.m., and we were in the middle of nowhere! Where are we? I trust you with all my heart, but this looks like the perfect setting for a murder! Jill just chuckled. (laughs) Wait till you see it! She turned on her phone's flashlight and started making a path through the untamed grass. I could only hope there were no snakes or bears as we trudged on the unknown forest soil. Finally, we made it to a clearing. I couldn't believe my eyes. Standing in the middle of the woods was a luxurious cottage. It looked like it just came out of a storybook. Jill said the cottage was a birthday gift from her rich uncle. It was a secret hideaway no one else knew about. She only went there when she needed to unwind. And after showing me inside, she handed over the keys and told me she had to be home soon. She said I could stay for as long as I needed. Ugh. What luck I had. It was a dream living in that place. At last, I had space to breathe and let myself enjoy away from any expectations. Jill always came by whenever she could to bring food and to hang out with me. She also helped me try painting again, a hobby I had to neglect to please Mom and Dad. Education was all that mattered to them. Days flew by, and before I knew it, I had become quite good at my hobby. Jill kept encouraging me to post my work online so much that I eventually gave in. To my surprise, a lot of people liked my art. We watched as the likes and shares increased each week. After some planning, we tried to sell the paintings. Some of them as art prints. Before we knew it, my art was everywhere. Videos, articles, social media accounts, the list goes on. I even began earning through merchandise. That wasn't the best part though. I was busy working on my latest painting when an email notification popped up on my screen. It didn't come from my usual contacts. I wanted to check it out later, but curiosity got the best of me. I opened the unread mail and saw a message I could only dream of. It was from a famous art website I've been a fan of for years. They were asking if I could allow them to feature my artwork. My eyes welled up with tears. It's like a huge weight was lifted off my back. For the first time in my life, I was acknowledged for my efforts. I felt like I was finally... accepted! As I was absorbed in my thoughts, I heard Jill's voice at the door. Liam! There was urgency in her voice. I quickly got out of the room. She was leaning against the wall, clearly out of breath. What happened? Are you alright? They are looking for you!" The joy I was experiencing just a few seconds ago disappeared into thin air. Jill told me my parents were getting suspicious of my whereabouts. They can't get any information from anyone. When they asked her, she said she knew about my vacation but didn't know the location. I got worried. Mainly not for myself, but for Jill. I don't want to get her in trouble. I instructed Jill to act natural and insist that she knows nothing, because I told her not to let anyone know where I was going. Weeks passed. Summer vacation was almost over. I didn't hear much about my parents anymore. They probably gave up on me as I expected. While I was planning what to do next, I got a job from the website that featured my artwork. One night as I was surfing the nets, I stumbled upon an online art competition. It was a sponsored event by some of the most well-known organizations in the country to raise awareness about the youth's struggles and show what they have to offer to the world. The grand prize includes $100,000 plus an opportunity to work for a highly acclaimed museum. This is it, I said to myself. It's time to let everyone know what I'm capable of. Sleepless nights and early mornings filled my routine. I did my duties during the day and worked on my paintings at night. The desire to not go back to my old life burning myself out for nothing fueled me. I no longer want to deprive myself of happiness just to please my parents, who could care less what I do. It's only a losing battle. The most anticipated day arrived. The day of the competition. Jill cheered me on as I submitted my entry. Don't forget to treat me to dinner when you win. Even if you don't get the grand prize, one thing is for sure. You have a bright future ahead of you. I looked up at Jill with teary eyes. She looked like an angel with her golden locks cascading down her shoulders and her face glowing as the sunlight beamed through the window. I've always admired how beautiful she was inside and out. Thank you, Jill. You've always been there for me. I'm sorry I couldn't show how much I appreciate you. I was too busy being a sad boy. (laughs) It's nothing. I just care about you. For real. Well, I care about you too, you know? My heart was beating so fast when it struck me. I've been in love with my best friend all along! I was about to confess my feelings when a book fell on the floor, scaring the living daylights out of us. It took a few seconds before we realized we were holding on to each other. We both gave a nervous laugh as we quickly pulled away. (laughs) What was that? I hope it's not a bad sign. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I hope so too. (laughs) Look at the time. We should... Probably get some shut eye to prepare for tomorrow. Yes! Oh, wow! It's almost dark. See you tomorrow then. I'll be here once they send you the results. Wait for me, okay? I gave her my promise and waved goodbye as she went out the door. <sighs> I'll tell you soon. The next day, I woke up reminding myself I would continue pursuing my dreams no matter what happens. I beat my chest and got out of bed. I was about to head for the kitchen when Jill appeared from behind the wall looking at me with a silly grin. I went over to my laptop, which was already half open on the table. I read the big words on the screen. Congratulations! Oh, I couldn't finish reading the rest because my vision got blurry. The next thing I remember is crying like a baby on the floor. I did it! My pain and hard work paid off! in the end, it was all worth it. Never in a million years would I think I could face my mom and dad with a proud heart. I'll be coming back home in a couple of days. But I had one wish left. I wanted to keep living a free life just as I have in Jill's cottage. I can't afford to risk my parents getting in the way of my happiness and my dreams. However, I wanted to let the cottage remain a hideaway for Jill and find a nice little place of my own. I was checking out some apartments near our school one afternoon when I ran into our neighbor, Bill. He's the one who lives in the gorgeous Victorian-style mansion close to our house. Liam, how are you? Hi, Bill. Uh, I'm okay. Just got back from the countryside. He gave me a gentle pat on the back. I know about your parents. They aren't too easy to please, are they? I smiled and sighed a little. Yeah, I'm planning to move out soon. I hope they don't mind too much. Bill's eyes widened. You're moving out? Good for you! Have you saved up enough? I shrugged. Well, I was lucky to get an online job. And I also won an art competition recently. Wow! Are you the one who won the grand prize for that sponsored competition? I shyly nodded. That's awesome! I knew you were a talented boy. You deserve to be recognized. His eyes lit up even more. If you haven't found a place to stay yet, uh, why don't you buy mine instead? My jaw literally dropped. Did I hear that right? Yes, Bill said he was going to move abroad for work and he's been thinking about selling the mansion. He offered me a huge, huge discount. This wouldn't be possible anywhere else. It was a beautiful, warm morning when I arrived at our neighborhood. I was surprised to see all my friends and neighbors welcome me as I stepped out of the cab. Turns out, Jill organized the whole thing. Word about my recent feat spread like wildfire, too. Bill was standing there next to my mom and dad, who looked like they were trying their best to make eye contact with me while smiling awkwardly. They had no choice but to let me move out, since I was almost 18 and I just won a prestigious competition. Feeling emotional, I rubbed the back of my head and thanked everyone. I gave Jill a big hug and confessed my feelings for her. She gasped and told me she felt the same. We shared a sweet kiss, like no one was watching. I can honestly say that I'm proud of the person I've become. If I gave up too soon, I would have never known that I was born to make a difference as I am.
3: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.